Hello everyone, welcome back to Tea Time Reports, and this is Trevor, I'm joined here by Rush. Uh, we have a nice little movie review, as you can tell by the title and episode art. Hopefully you guys appreciate the different episode arts, a lot of thought and effort goes into that stuff. Make sure you're following us at all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports. Make sure you check out the website, teatimereports.com, gives you a little more information on the podcast, the team, our, uh, our motto and mantra in a sense. Uh, all support is greatly appreciated. This film we're going to be getting into today is called Money Monster. It was released May 13th, 2016. Release date for streaming was December 14th, 2016. Box office gross for the U.S., $41 million. A runtime of about an hour and a half. Distributed by Sony Pictures Entertainment. Directed by Jodie Foster. Shout out to her. That's kind of awesome she directed this. Um, produced by Lara A., George Clooney, uh, Daniel uh, Dubecki, Grant Heslov, written by James Linden, Alan DeFiore, and Jim Koof. Um, real briefly, we'll give some movie information so we all get some context real quick. Um, Lee Gates is a Wall Street guru who picks hot stocks as a host of the television show Money Monster. Suddenly, during a live broadcast... Disgruntled investor Kyle Budwell storms onto the set and takes Gates hostage. He tells Lee that he lost everything on one of his tips. As Gates tries to plead with Kyle, he's also uh, using an earpiece to communicate with his longtime producer in the control room. Together, they must figure out a way to defuse. The, eh, excuse me. Together, they may, they must figure out how to defuse the situation and disarm the angry young man. Uh, it is kind of like a psychological thriller. Uh, featuring George Clooney, Julia Roberts, uh, Jack O'Connell, Dominic West, um, even, um, gosh, what's his name? Um, Giancarlo Esposito, I believe his name is. Uh, I apologize if I butchered him, but he's literally the guy in The Mandalorian. He's in, he's the bad guy in Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a villain in pretty much everything. But in this, he was a, you know, a detective or a captain of the police but uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, this movie is a 59% bust. Um, not like that, but like it has a, it's not like a certified fresh yeah. film. It's not about 60%. Uh, and the audience gave it a 50%, which is a little shocking to me. I actually enjoyed this movie. Um, but Rush, what were your genuine thoughts on this film? And uh, give us a breakdown of why anyone out there should or shouldn't watch this particular film. I think the film is a unique film in itself. There's not many like it, to be honest. And I mean that in the plotline. The okay. plotline's just unique in general. Like, the, there's a dude who's investing, or who's like an investor, or is trying to like change his life and everything like that. And this guy who is just known for making these, like... Hot takes. Hot takes and, you know, just trying to basically make money in a sense and so this dude who's basically just a working class guy saved up all of his money put it into this stock because this dude put this company as just this hot take and so to invest gone. into it yeah. yeah he advised a lot of people on national television to invest into it and um jack o'connell plays this disgruntled guy kyle budwell um little thing about jack o'connell he's a great actor he's been in a lot of stuff and he made have given the best performance of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, when you actually, like, go back and think about it real quick, 
Like, yes, George Clooney was really good, frantic, being told what to do and operating, like moving, making his moves with Julia Roberts' character, Patty Fenn, his uh, producer in the, like, in the control room. Yeah. Um, they were controlling with that mouth, like the earpiece to her microphone or whatever. And they, uh, they've navigated that pretty well to the best of their ability, obviously. But I feel like what you're saying is like Kyle's, I mean, Jack O'Connell's character, Kyle, um, kind of brought the reality to this TV like show because yeah. this dude clearly had no idea what the fuck he was really talking about mm-hmm. when facts were pre- like presented to him about this company that he was telling everyone to invest in. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I did not fucking know that. This is clearly a scheme. I'm just like, I'm a showman. I don't even know what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. And at the beginning of the movie, excuse me, at the beginning of the movie, um, Julia Roberts' character, Patty, she even went on like to kind of talk to one of her assistance in the control room she's like we don't even do real journalism here anymore so i feel like in a fucked up way kyle budwell this angry man with a gun who brought the realism in front of lee gates george clooney's character like kind of made them have to report on real journalism like type shit you know what i'm saying like i thought it was kind of a an eye-opener for at least everyone that was there yeah but uh what'd you think about george clooney and julia roberts I like George Clooney's character. He played the, you know, cocky, just rich guy, everything like that. TV host. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he played that TV host role really well. Julia Roberts, I think she did really good on her whole character idea of, especially with her character's dynamic being the fact that, you know, having history with George Clooney's character... Yeah. Have it, and um, as well being the producer for so many years, and given the fact that as well that that was supposed to be like her final episode as the producer for Money for the Money the show. Monster show. Yeah. And like all this is happening finally on her last day. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Julia Roberts. I thought she played a. I, she she played obviously a very big part in this, but I've always liked her acting and. Um, I enjoyed her character, but, um, there was another person I feel like we're missing here who had a, oh, it was, uh, this guy. Remember he's like nine times out of 10, the, the negotiator for the cops. He's like nine times out of 10, this guy lives at home with his mom. They're all losers. And then he's like, I'll bet you 10 bucks on it. And the captain, he didn't say anything back to him, but this guy's real name in real life is Chris Bauer played Lieutenant Nelson. Just some big Italian fuck of a cop. Yeah. Um, came in and guessed completely wrong and honestly probably shouldn't be a cop but <laughs> um, but yeah no I, I'm a little shocked at the rating how about yourself do you think it should be higher or lower on on the tomato meter I think it should be higher but I th- but when did this movie come out again 2016 20... yeah that I, I think that to be honest based on how people were at that time, yes, 2016, damn well, probably, like, probably that's the reason why it was rated that, is honestly, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but 2016 was around the time that almost every single movie just had to be comedy, comedy, comedy. If you don't notice what I'm talking about, basically try to watch any modern production now past probably anything past 2016. Legitimately not one scene in there. There is not like some comedic stuff to it. There's like no actual serious films anymore Well, yeah, no in terms of like 
realistic film. I agree with you. Everything's kind of got to be a, like a Marvel movie or Star Wars or DC or a Dune. You know, like there's not very many realistic movies anymore. And the ones that are, I mean, we saw Sound of Freedom get taken out of theaters, yep. try and get suppressed. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of those movies, especially money movies. I realize they never do well in terms of like marketing, traction, or ratings most of the time. Unless they're like, you know, a, an exceptional one. You know, maybe like The Margin Call or what's that other one with Ryan Gosling in it? Um you know which one I'm talking about? With Steve Carell? Oh, uh... I can't remember the name of it right now. That's but The Big Short. The big, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good the movie. The one on the stock market. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, movies like this, you don't see many good ones of. And this obviously has a twist to that, because it adds, like, the thriller aspect of it, and, like, the kind of mystery. Like, let's get to the bottom of this question together, but you're not going to like it. Um, I like that aspect of it. Um, I personally think it's a little low for the tomato meter. I think it. I think it is too. I th- think this should be like a seventy percent. Like I would say seventy is safe. Yeah. The audience score. I'm a little shocked at that too. Being that low, fifty percent. I don't know. Like I thought this was an enjoyable movie. It was a fast paced. It wasn't boring. You got to kind of understand the. Oh yeah, I enjoyed the movie a lot. It's just. I don't know. Just people like what they like, I guess, but. Um, I'm personally going to give this movie a 7.5 out of 10. How about yourself, Rush? I'd give it a 7.5 as well. Okay. I'd go with that as well. Okay. So, clean sweep on 7.5. Let's, uh, real quick, before we talk about, I guess, some more stuff that we thought about the movie and stuff, we'll go over some critic reviews, maybe get to the bottom of why it's rated the way it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, according to Brian E., for a hostage thriller that wants its audience to ponder Wall Street's crimes... Money Monster's message feels muddled, and the film remains far too dismissible after it's over. I low-key, I can see that part. Like, there's probably not much rewatch value to this movie, and you can kind of, like, brush it aside. Yeah. But when Kevin O'Connell's character, Kyle Budwell, like, I'm gonna have to disagree with Brian here, because, like, when he was talking to and let me know what you think about this, Rush. Remember when he was going on those rants about just, you know, what these types of individuals are doing wrong? Yeah. The people that, you know, are fucking up the stocks and changing and influencing the market for their own benefit are definitely evil. But the people that sit up on national television and, like, propagandize and and market these particular stocks or, you know, IRAs and stuff like that to millions of people, and they know it's wrong, but they're maybe getting a little bit of a, a kickback, in the, you know, behind closed doors, those people are probably worse. Yeah. Because they know the wrong, but they're still selling it. Mm-hmm. More than just the company, which the company, no matter what company you go to, you can go to fucking Walmart, Target. If there's something wrong with that store, they're not going to let everyone that comes in knows. They're going to try and, you know, fix the problem, but stay in business type shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I thought Kyle Bugwell was like trying to be that awakener for everyone watching the show, but especially someone that was selling that garbage, like Lee Gates, George Clooney's character. But what exactly. were your thoughts on that? Because he went on, like, talking about, look at all these billionaires, you know, they get to play around with all of our money, but they don't feel any of the consequences. Like, he went on some good tandems there, but mm-hmm. give me your thoughts. I, I agree with what you said, where he tried to be, like, the eye-opener for a lot of people, and I, and I think, personally, sadly, it didn't open up their eyes. 
like by the way that it showed in the film because it did, I I don't know if you remember this but like that final like kind of like scene where they everybody like once that news broadcast was ended and it all went everyone started everybody playing. everybody just started going back to their normal shit like, right back to food like ball, legitimately right back to like pool. nothing ever happened and literally they were just caught up for like three four hours and people were just rioting a dude had gotten shot and it just was nothing at yeah. the end of the day because that's a word, like it also did pan to the fact that maybe our attention spans are that pathetic and this movie came out in 2016 when times were genuinely changing trump was going to be you know running for election and just kind of a crazy time you i like how you can kind of compare film to the times that were released and you were right when you were like yeah i can see why i got a shitty rating because it's a kind of like one of those open-minded movies like a free spirit type movie, like you're trying to think, think, like try and see through the fog of bullshit. 2016 is around the time that like you have all of that, like I like and think about it, it is like a 50 percent rating. So you know damn well whenever someone went in there, they were probably like, eh, no, this isn't true. Yeah, like or or genuinely just trying to ah, oh, this would never happen. Like the storyline wouldn't, but what the problem? No, is, I guarantee, I guarantee you, there's going. Uh, you would just have to look at Sam Bankman Free for that one. Facts. He practically pulled a, a fucking uh, what was the comp- what was the CEO's name? In Walton Canby or something. A Walton, yeah. Walt Canby. Yeah, Walt Canby. He pulled literally a Walt Canby. And Walt Canby is just the character's name, but that character represents a lot of what happened, especially in market crashes like '08. People didn't actually have to answer to their their like legit crimes. They just got a bailout from the government, which if that if you ever hear that terminology, it means you are paying for it. Your taxpayer dollars are paying for this this company's fucking mistake. And they showcase that pretty well in the film as well. But a, another rating here uh, by Nikki B. Um, this is a good rating. Uh, kind of like a, it has a little tomato next to it means fresh. The one before we read was definitely not a good rating. Um, but by Nikki B, she says, A crackling cast, together with a tense screenplay and a strong direction from Foster, make for an early summer must-see with brains as well as brawn. I, I like that. I like that they reference Jodie Foster. I think this is good. Because like, she's not a established director at this point. She's still just getting into that field. I think this for one of her first projects, this is definitely like you know a good movie, in my opinion. So shout out to that. We'll read one more here. Actually, we'll read two more. One more good one and one more bad one. By Kip M. Um, While the movie stains the limits of believability in its third act, it's still entering... Oh, excuse me. It's still entertaining throughout and finds plenty of dark laughs in the tension. That's true. Because remember we were talking about, like, what else would you do other than just laugh? You know you're, like, kind of fucked. Like, yeah. You're, the gig's up. Like, you can just yeah, look, you know, like... I remember, yeah. Like, that's kind of the movie. Like, it's fucked up, but you can laugh at it type shit. Um, one more quote here by uh, a Matt B. Uh, this is a bad quote. In the minds of its makers... Not a bad quote, but a, a negative review. In the minds of its makers, this ripped from the headlines drama is the celluloid equivalent of Men Walk on the Moon and uh, Nixon Resigns. In actuality, it's more like Hillary Clinton adopts alien baby and Bigfoot kept Lumberjack as uh, as love slave. Okay, that is a weird quote and a weird, like, 
I don't understand that one a little bit. I mean, he's trying to compare it to how believable it is, and I guess you can really kind of hold that above his head, but I don't think this movie from the get-go was trying to be, like, be believable with its story. I think it was trying to be, you know, thoughtful with the actual, like, undertone and the, like, the actual message. And it's like, don't put too much faith into some of these people that you see, not only on TV, but have this much influence because they could be so easily corrupted. Mm-hmm. That's my genuine thought on it. Um, but Rush, you said seven and a half out of ten. What's one thing that you would say to everyone out there listening um, to maybe say, you know, hey, this is why you should watch this movie, or maybe, hey, you know what, this is maybe why you shouldn't. But we both gave it a seven and a half. I think you can find at least one reason though. I'd say the reason would be for watching this film is. It's a good thriller, like you said. It's a good thriller, because it just literally starts out as, like, you know, basically just a normal day on the job. And then all of a sudden, it just goes up to 100 real quick. Shit, yeah, zero to 100. Yeah, yeah. and then you, and then you're kind of like, oh shit, and then you, you just keep on watching and watching what happens next, because, like, it really is an interesting movie, and like you said, the dude brought up very good points as well, and... He had a motive. Exactly, like, he did have his motive to do so. Like, how would you feel if you lost 60k and, and legitimately overnight? Yeah, don't get me wrong, that's, I mean, especially if you're a hard-working blue-collar worker and that money can change or break you. Um, I agree with what you said, because I, I, you were talking about how the movie is very interesting and how... In a sense, in my opinion, it's unpredictable. The first time you watch it, we didn't really talk too much about spoilers, and I'm kind of glad. But we genuinely, like, if you watch this movie, it's going to be... It's not going to feel like a, like a, a scripted movie. Mm-hmm. It just feels like these actions are kind of unfolding in front of you, like, in a very weird pattern and style. Um, but no, this movie is genuinely nuts. When you break it down, it's pretty crazy. Um, George Clooney, this is the first performance I've seen of him like this, where he isn't really the main character, but he's like, he's obviously a big part of it, mm-hmm. but he uh, isn't really like the main carry point of the movie. I, I really do believe uh, Jack O'Connell did really, really well in this movie. He played a very, uh, not defeated, but, you know, frantic, but scared but also like ah fuck it type of guy yeah you know and i thought he portrayed that well and it kind of set the tone and the pace for the movie because this guy was clearly you know neurotic you don't know what he's going to do next he you know brought in explosives and a gun to a tv set and he wants the cameras kept on like what's going to happen yeah shit could go left and right um and it wound up doing so uh you know if you just you know watch the movie through its entirety which we recommend, I feel like. But I feel like the biggest draw for me uh, would have to be, like like you talked about, Rush, it's very interesting. Keeps you kind of guessing. It's a really good thriller, like you pointed out. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. Keeps you guessing. And that's important. Uh, the ratings will not, you know, back that up. But you gotta give this movie your own, you know, viewing. Because I remember when this movie came out, and just real quick, I'll say that, like, I saw the trailer and I'm like, yo, this looks good. Like, I'm a freshman in high school. I never saw it. Never saw it. And I put it off for so long until, like, I saw, like, a clip on Facebook of this movie. And I'm like, fuck it, bro. I'm watching Money Monster. And then, you know, Rush came over. We were chilling. I'm like, fuck it, bro. You want to watch this movie real quick? And 
turned out to be a good watch. Did not disappoint. I didn't feel like my time was wasted. So yeah, I don't think anyone out there will feel that either. Um, definitely one of those movies where, you know, you have to kind of pay attention because the the continuity of the movie is like the biggest draw. Like you want to be able to understand some of the references later on in the movie and some of the jokes. And so definitely, you know, put your phone down, um, have a good little meal cooked up or something and just enjoy a decent movie in my opinion it's it's not a great movie but it's 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 definitely it's definitely good yeah like, i don't know how it has that rating on rotten tomatoes they really they really need to check that get some get some more fucking critics to watch it because it was only like 235 so that's a little bit of a shocker but rush any last points on money monster here mm. all good or yeah i'd say i'm all good okay well everyone out there thank you so much for tuning in to tea time reports this is rush and trevor Thank you so much for listening to these movie reviews. If you want more or specific film reviewed or covered, please hit us at our Instagram or any of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports. We will definitely uh, do our due diligence, but uh, we greatly appreciate it if you're tuning in now or you know later during the evening, morning, night, whenever, wherever you are over here at Tea Time. We uh, we love and appreciate all you guys. So stay stay safe and take care. Peace. <laughs>